Welcome to the Blaze and Bush Podcast. I'm Jeff Bush, and along with my co-host Jim Blaze, we are here to share with you authentic stories of God's extraordinary revelation in ordinary lives. Our hope is that like Moses in the burning bush in Exodus 3, you may encounter the Lord through these humble experiences. Welcome to the podcast. Jim, it is an exciting day today. It is very exciting, Jeff. Yeah, it's exciting for a couple of reasons. First, we are hosting in studio a guest, which we have never done before. Uh, I'll introduce him further momentarily, but before doing so, we have a second announcement, and it's that we are now available via iTunes and Google Play. So you can listen to your favorite episodes of the Blazing Bush podcast via iTunes and the Google Play apps. And as usual, you will be able to access the podcast via Podbean and any other means in which you have been tuning in prior. So, today we welcome our guest, Jeff Smith. Jeff is a personal friend of ours and recent convert to Catholicism. Now, Jeff's going to share a story of his faith journey that I'm sure many of our listeners will be able to relate to. While a Christian his entire life, he comes from an upbringing in, in a Christmas and Easter church-going family. In his high school days, Jeff's father had struggled with alcoholism, and his parents divorced. And to a degree, he had strayed away from his faith. Now we're going to pick up the story where Jeff is returning home from his college days. Jeff? So I get through college, um, and like most college students, you graduate and move back home um, with mom. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is early 2000s, right? Um, So I moved back home with my mom, and, you know, I immediately see this change in her. Um, She had really dug into her faith while I was gone away at college. Um, She had almost what I would call an extreme makeover um, in her faith. So she was this born again, just living everything for God, Christian, um, you know, really dealt a, a bad hand through the divorce and everything else with my, with my father. Um, she was working three jobs, just, just not in a great place from the outside looking in, but couldn't be a happier person. So, wow. um, you know, I, I saw that change and, and you can't help but go, oh, I kind of want some of that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started going to church um, with my mom, and at this this point, uh, it was a non-denominational church. So she's very involved. Um, I actually start attending a couple of Bible studies, um, believe it or not, and, and kind of the gears start to work for me a little bit. They start to start to work towards towards the end game here. Um, but I don't have what she has, you know. Um, I don't have this zealous lifestyle like i just it's it's just not quite there yet um but i'm probably starting to think of things from an adult perspective of my faith for the first time uh, in my life so um you know from that point shortly thereafter nicole and i actually get married um <laughs> that was probably my first introduction into the catholic church um so that, was that a Catholic wedding? Sorry to It was you. a Catholic wedding, yeah. And it was going to be a Catholic wedding unless <laughs> I was going to pay for it, and that wasn't going to happen. So, um, Like many others we've heard. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, it, it really never bothered me. Um, 
I guess I had this perspective of, of it's all the same, right? So it doesn't matter if you're Lutheran. I have Lutherans in my family. I have uh, Methodists. I have Catholics now. Uh, they're all Christian, and it's, and it's all just this kind of man-made religion. But as long as you're a Christian and you have this relationship with God, everything's great. Um, so I, I never had any angst about the Catholic Church or, or a whole lot of questions at that point in time. Um, I just kind of went with the flow. I guess would be the best way to say it. Sure. So, you know, Nicole and I um, are going to get married in a Catholic church. Um, prior to this, I did ask her dad um, if I could marry her. And, you know, the one thing that resonates with me today that is kind of special, um, which at the time I completely took for granted, but he said, sure, surprisingly enough. <laughs> and um, But he did say, he said that you, you have to promise me that you'll raise your kids um, in the Catholic church. And so... To him, that was uh, that was really really important that that happened. So, did you recognize um, the importance of that question I, at that moment? In I time? didn't. No, I didn't. Um, I still had that attitude. Well, sure. Why would I not? Like you know, that's that's, yeah. that's 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 really not overly important to me. What faith my my children are raised in, as long as they're you know believers of God, um, and that was kind of my attitude on on the entire thing. So. You know, fast forward from that point on, Nicole and I establish our careers. We have two great, great children. Um, they they attend St. Joe's as well. Um, really actually get very comfortable in the parish. Uh, we meet a lot of great families, a lot of great friends. Um, life's good, you know. Um, are you guys going to Mass together then as we a are. family on a weekly basis? Is that pretty much... Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm really... And I'm really drawn to it. Um, I actually really admire the Catholic Church. Um, I, my personality fits really well with the conservative nature of, of, of the way um, the Catholic Church is, and I just feel home at home there. Um, I always kind of did. It never bothered me that I couldn't take communion because um, I really didn't understand what communion was. You know, right? right. Um, okay, that's a rule they set up. That's uh, fine. You know, I, I just didn't. It didn't bother me enough, honestly. Which looking back is, is, is kind of surprising, but uh, I just felt at peace there, and I, and I felt at home there, and, and it didn't bother me. So um, it, it really started for me, um, when I look back at, at the journey, um, I had two customers that, that I was uh, going to take on a trip to Nashville, Tennessee, five, six-hour drive. So these two guys did not know each other at all. Um, I was introducing it to them. We were driving through the evening, and uh, we weren't outside of St. Louis, and the entire conversation has shifted now to, um, and I've got one that's a Protestant, one that actually grew up Catholic and is now uh, a Methodist, and so then you've got me, this quasi-Catholic, so you've got this whole mix, <laughs> right, in the car, and and the conversations were so riveting. These two grown men um, that, that none of us knew each other overly well just started to express express their faith and, and all these things that were and it was like they'd known each other for years and years and and for me that was the first time in my life that I'd ever been around grown men that openly discussed their faith wow um, uh, you know um, amongst each other with and it was like they'd known each other for years and, and since you know now they're they're really close friends of mine they've become really good friends of each other um, but I remember coming back and telling my wife like Wow, that was that was a really neat experience. I've I've never had anything like that. So, and this is the way God works. So this is where the shock and awe comes in. It's just like bombardment, one after the next, after the next from this point. And it wasn't two weeks later. Um, there was a speaker coming to St. Joseph's. His name was Danny Abramowitz. He's an NFL 
uh, former NFL player and coach. And um, so I went there that night with my father-in-law and a couple other other guys from the parish. And he um, he gave this almost locker room like talk yeah. um, that really resonated with me. And it was what is really a man and. You know, it was, it was these things that really made me look deep inside it. And, and, a, and a man is, is somebody who leads their household, you know, in faith and how society has, has feminized that. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's considered almost the, the female's role um, to do that. A lot of moms are the, are the leaders in the house. For sure. And uh, I kind of thought to myself, wow, that, that's, that's something I've, again, never heard before. And um, so... A, uh, well, and this is coming from a point of influence, a former NFL player, a very strong man. A man. Somebody right. that you wouldn't expect this to be coming from, um, typically. Uh, exactly. And it was almost like, um, boy, he just let you have it like a coach would. You know, yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just really resonated. Um, and so, it, geez, it was, it was just another, I mean, a, a short little bit after that, that, um, and I was really on fire at this point, starting to really kind of decide who I wanted to be and, and how to run this family and things like that. And um, some some amazing men from the parish um, started this uh, Ignite. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a retreat, more or less, for, um, for fathers in the parish um, that are kind of going through the same things that, that I would say I was going through at the time, um, how to be the leader of your house, um, raise your kids, um, all, the, all these same struggles and challenges. So um, you know, I went to that and came home from that, and that was a huge bright spot for me. Um, and for, I guess from that point, it, all these things started to really change my life. My prayer life was getting so much better. Um, I, w- I was on target with a prayer life, things that I had never done before. So now it was going beyond just going to church on Sunday. Um, I was really starting to feel feel a part of this and, and, and seeing God work in my family um, around this time. I would say my wife and I started praying together for the first time. Um, yeah, which that's powerful. It is. Um, it, it's an awkward. thing. It's awkward, right? Right. Yeah. That was our experience at yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you wonder, well, why is this so awkward? But, <laughs> um, but it is. I don't know what it is, but it is. So, um, you know, just these things are changing. I can see it in my kids. My kids are coming home with questions, and I'm. I, quite honestly, a lot of them I have to table and look up and, and come back with a really good answer. But but the process is beginning, right? And I, at the same time, I'm called to do a mission trip in Nicaragua. And, and all these things are pushing me out of my comfort zone so much. Um, but but they're really I'm really growing at a rapid pace at this point. Um, so the ironic thing about all this, I guess, is is at this point, I'm, I'm kind of having this blooming relationship with God and I find myself sitting in the parish now really questioning the Catholic faith. Like, hmm. okay, I've got this relationship, but why this? And why can't I take communion? If communion is so great and it's such this, this great thing to have, why wouldn't you open up the doors and tell everybody, hurry up, run in, take this, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, so I start to have this angst, I guess, build up in me. Um, so... I decided at that point uh, I'm going to begin this journey, which probably lasted about two years for me. Um, And it was a a diving into the Christian faith. And I figured the best place to start with that was going to be the apostles. I wanted to understand what they were thinking 
at the time that Jesus was here. And up until this point, most of the Bible studies and other things that I've done was always a focus on the New Testament. Um, it quickly, my studies quickly took me to, to, to the Ju- Judaism, really, um, in the Old Testament. Um, nice. And it was, it was just this eye-opening thing. I mean, it was just a part of the Bible. I really kind of always thought the Old Testament was for maybe someday when I'm really old and I have everything figured out. And, <laughs> you know, I'll go back and kind of see what that's all about. Um, but I found myself just engrossed in the Old Testament. And um, that led me, actually, uh, my brother-in-law mentioned a book to me called The Fourth Cup. Um, and it, ironically, it had been a month or two earlier, but one day I said, oh, I'm going to check that out. So I read it, and that immediately got me on fire with the Passover um, and, and all these different different things that I, I had no clue. Um, I ended up coming into a book shortly after that was Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist. Nice. And for me, that was the one-two punch. Yeah. Um, there was really no going back after that. Um, I almost was frustrated that, how did I not know this before? How does everybody not know this? This should be Christianity 101. Um, and so, yeah, at that point, I was, I'm on fire, and, and, I'm, and I'm doing all of this, mind you, without my wife knowing anything. She knows that I'm listening. I mean, I am mowing the grass, listening to podcasts. I am on <laughs> five, six-hour drives for work, just constantly falling asleep at night with earbuds in. Um, for all she knows, I'm watching Netflix, you know, but I am just engrossed in this. And, and she can see the, the changes, um, but she has no idea that I'm, I'm teetering with the idea of becoming Catholic. Uh, and, wow. and, and never once has my wife or my, my family ever pressured me in that. Um, never once. I, I find out later on that they've been praying for me the whole time, but but never once did I feel a pressure not to fit in or, or anything like that with any of my friends or my family. Um, That's fantastic. So so that was that was great. All right, why don't we take a break and we will be right back. Hey, it's Jim again. You know, I'm the kind of guy that when he finds something really worthwhile, likes to tell people about it. So I wanted just a minute here to tell you about a line of Christ-centered clothing called God's Brand. I personally have several God's Brand items, pullovers, button-downs, a really nice quarter-zip fleece. They're stylish, and they help me represent my faith in everyday life. When you get a chance, check out godsbrand.com. They have all sorts of styles for almost any occasion. Again, they're at God's Brand, all one word, dot com. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Jeff, thanks for sharing the story up to this point. You know, you've obviously been going through a tremendous progression here in your faith journey. I know there's some key points uh, that you want to continue to discuss here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, as I as I decided to you know, get through, I, I studied my way through this and decided to become Catholic. I, I wanted to, before I made the final decision, there was about two months there where I really kind of just looked at God for, okay, just give me a sign, right? Uh, maybe that's a, a stop sign, maybe that's a go sign, but I, I really just kind of put him to a test and, and waited for the sign to come. Um, and and I and I got it, I, I think, when I made this final decision. Um, I, I made it, and I told my wife that uh, I was going to to become Catholic, and immediately I just had this 
feeling of grace on me that that uh, is unexplainable. It um, and ever since then, I've I've had this light. You know, it's just like I just can't. Uh, I just feel on fire for it all right now, and it's it's just a great feeling to have. So it's really really broadcast across my entire family. Um, it's just great to be in communion together. And uh, my, my kids are just, I mean, it's just, it's a its a whole new way to go to church on Sunday, you know, to, to take sure. communion together. And it's, it's just been special. So, Well, we've certainly been able to see it in you. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, we've seen it through your wife as well. I mean, what was her reaction like when you told her that you were going to be converting to Catholicism after all this time? Well... Yeah, after the tears, after the tears stopped, um, <laughs> yeah, she tears was, of joy, right? Tears of joy, absolutely. Yeah, she was um, just extremely excited, uh, just just really really happy for me. So, how about your kids? Yeah, that was that was great. Um, so I told my wife first, um, and then we told the kids, and they were ecstatic, uh, especially my son. Just just I mean, just completely lit up. So it was it was a special moment that we had for sure. Yeah, having. Having come from a somewhat similar situation personally where raising children and having a wife that were Catholic, to be able to participate in the Eucharist together as a family uh, is really motivating, you know, I think, and, and really putting God definitely at the center, you know, of your family. It's just a tremendously impactful moment. Absolutely. You know, Jeff, as, as we're sitting here listening to your story— Jim, I imagine you're thinking about, you know, some similar uh, moments here, but, you know, Jeff's story really unfolds as a progression, and we've talked about this in prior podcasts as well. You don't necessarily realize right in the moment how God is working on you, but I... I Well, and he prepares you for the next moment. He doesn't prepare you always at the beginning for the end I mean, ultimately, yes, but he prepares you for the next moment and then that time for the next moment. Yeah, and he really was building on you, Jeff, as we look at some of the steps in this process here. But it's everything from, you know, kind of being raised in that Christmas and Easter sort of household, that checkbox on Sunday, as we refer to quite often, you know, to having some moments of sort of lost faith throughout college. You know, you're com- you you come home and your mom has been through a, a Christian makeover. Yeah, I think that witness you know, which was is pretty incredible. powerful, sounds yeah. like. Yeah. And continuing the process from there, you know, I, I think it's fascinating when folks bring up the fact that they go on a business trip and it's completely out of context that they ultimately end up spending a tremendous amount of time talking with other folks of business about faith. I think so often it's it's a discussion point that folks are really hesitant to embark on. But that's really, I think, God speaking loudly in people's lives when that voice can be raised. You know, and then he really begins to sort of aggressively get your attention. I mean, how more aggressive than a football coach and somebody of of NFL influence (laughs) to get your attention? And if that wasn't enough, it's kind of the team approach where you mentioned – you know, this Ignite retreat, um, you know, and, and, you know, being surrounded on, you know, many fronts by your peers, by other men who are also going through, you know, a very similar situation. And and then you, you glossed over something that's extremely powerful that we don't have a ton of time to get into today, but is your, your mission trip to Nicaragua. You know, what an experience that is. 
and, and really what a powerful way for the Lord to put you in the middle of an extreme situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so he's really been working on you and building in you over time. Um, and finally, you get to this point where, you know, you have this recognition that Christ needs to be the center of your life, but it's through this this building of emotion, these various experiences, this angst. Right. The um well, it's interesting. We I don't remember if we covered this in RCIA actually, but uh mm-hmm. Ignatius of Loyola many years ago um describes what he calls uh the two periods of consolation and desolation. And desolation is when uh, you feel a distance from God. Consolation is when you feel a closeness to God. But he describes how the good spirit, how the, how the spirit of God works in these times. And in desolation, um, or when we are far away, or we need to be moved closer to God, really, uh, that God's spirit sort of encourages us by creating angst. Uh, and really, by it's a lot of what you described of uh, just kind of prodding us forward, if you will, uh, when there are changes that need to be made in our lives, in our lifestyles uh, often. Um, but there's a discontent, and th- that seems to be a recurring theme in a lot of the stories that it we've does. heard so far. Hmm. Well, and so I think part of it is that the discontentment, it's kind of like hunger. Hunger is created for food. Well, we are create God creates a discontentment in our lives when he has something that will fill that void. It, it's just a growing awareness of something that's lacking that now I understand I need it and I, and so we move toward it. Um, and so it's really a great gift. At the time it's not appreciated, but it it really is a gift from God to have that angst uh, to feel that discontentment in our lives because it's it's really our growing awareness of the situation that we've been in for a while at times. Yeah, and speaking of a, of a gift and of some comfort, Jeff, in your story as well, which we have not touched at this point, well, you had mentioned the fact that your wife, without you knowing, had been praying for you. Now, she also delivered a gift, unbeknownst to you, that was then delivered to Our Lady of Magigori. Yeah, this is a, it's a really special story for us in, 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 our, uh, in our story. Um, so my wife was approached by a dear friend of hers um, in the lunchroom one day. And said that she was making a trip to Magigori, and would Nicole like to write a letter to Mary um, with her intentions? And so she came home, and and she did that. Never mentioned a word of that to me. Um, and this is this is around the time where I'm really doing a lot of this heavy studying and, and really trying to process things. And um, so Nicole delivers the letter. It uh, it makes its way to Magigori, and. Um, Right around the time where I'm really, really kind of waiting for that sign, like, is this really what I'm going to do? You know, I'm in, I'm in major turmoil. Um, I don't have a super strong relationship with Mary at this point, um, but she obviously had one with me because um, as it turns out, um, 
this Lent season, the same the same friend comes back to Nicole as we're going through RCIA together and uh, and meets her in the cafeteria and says, hey, I'm going back to Magigori. Would you like to write a letter of Thanksgiving? And quite honestly, I think when Nicole wrote that letter and and gave that away, she she took that that burden off of her and just gave that to God. So it wasn't on, even on her mind, and she she'd completely forgotten about that. And the content of the letter specifically was requesting what? It was requesting that um, that I might become Catholic. That if it was in God's will to please let my husband um, join in communion with our family as a Catholic. So in the in in the discernment process where you are struggling, you're going through this angst period that Jim had discussed, that you had discussed, your wife is simultaneously preparing this petition that's ultimately delivered to Our Lady of Magigori. Correct. Correct. And, you know, she, when she was reminded to write a letter at Thanksgiving, it, it completely hit her. Here we are in RCIA with my husband who's becoming Catholic and this all happened like right at the same time. So That's awesome. she, her jaw hit the floor, tears came home, told me, couldn't believe it. I, you know, I had no idea that she had written the letter to begin with. So it was just, it was an amazing story to share with our, our kids too. Um, and really it's also fascinating. She had no idea what you were going through at the moment when she wrote it. Zero. Zero clue of what I was. I was, you know, life was good. I didn't want to rock the boat. I because if I decided not to become Catholic, I, I didn't right. want that to you be that a freedom. point of contention. Absolutely, sure. yeah. So, yeah. It was something I, I just kind of kept internally, and um, it was it was quite a gift at the end. So, well, I think that's that's a fantastic story. I, I love the fact that it was already being answered when it was asked, um, because the Lord knows our needs before we even ask them. I think that's just a beautiful expression of that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blazing Bush Podcast. Be sure and check out our website at blazingbush.com, as well as follow and like Blazing Bush on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, God bless.